Hello, and welcome. I'm your host, Broadsword, and we're here today to talk about DC Comics. This week, we're discussing the story behind Superman Volume 6, Number 11, written by Joshua Williamson with art by David Baldion. Apologies if I mispronounce his name. This issue is cover dated April 2024, and today is February 26th, 2024. This is the DC Comics History Cast. Let's go! By way of introduction, my purpose here is to help you fill in the gaps in your knowledge so that you get the most enjoyment possible out of your DC Comics. Each week, I take one book from DC's output for that week and break down anything you might need to know about the characters, references, and events in that issue. Advance warning, there are sure to be spoilers. Superman. Strange visitor from another planet. Last son of Krypton. The Man of Steel. The list of Superman's titles goes on and on, as befits the status of one of the leading lights of DC's fictional universe. The shame of the matter is that lots of comic book fans consider Superman to be lame, a loser, a remnant of an age now long gone. Too good at heart to be interesting, too powerful to be challenged by anyone short of a god, the Big Blue Boy Scout has been righting wrongs since 1938, and his creation ushered in the golden age of comic books. Often duplicated, never matched, in many ways, Superman is the fount from which all our comic book riches flow. It probably shows my age, because it is seriously out of fashion today to be a fan of this hero. But Superman is still one of the all-time greats for me. Not just for his powers and abilities, which are formidable, but for his heart, the hope he inspires, his goodness. Very few creations of fiction are as inspirational as Soup's. He's a survivor who always tries to do the right thing and protects those who need protecting. I think it's worth noting that Clark has felt different like he didn't fit in since he came to our planet, which should be relatable for lots of us. In spite of his separateness, his loneliness, he still chooses to be the best person he can be. I can't think of a better role model. I think we all know that he was born Kal-El on distant planet Krypton and sent to Earth in a rocket ship as his homeworld was destroying itself. He was discovered in Kansas by a kindly couple who raised him as Clark Kent. What you might not know is that in his current iteration, Clark did not have a career as Superboy, which is contrary to history as it existed before the first crisis. When Superman faced Doomsday in the 1990s, he was killed by the marauding monster, and his rebirth is one of the coolest stories I've ever read. And I strongly recommend that listeners who haven't read the story seek it out. The trade paperback, or the collected edition, of Superman's death remains one of the best-selling comic book stories of all time. This is true because Superman is an icon of fiction. He represents the very best of us and more. He stands for what we should and could be. I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, you will give Superman another chance. Writers and artists of his books are still creating compelling, provocative stories that are worth a look. And the subject of this week's podcast is no different. This issue begins with some posturing and exposition from the mastermind, in this case a villain named Graft, 
The story flashes back to a few hours earlier, and we witness Lena Luthor, daughter of Superman's arch-nemesis Lex Luthor, asking a computer-generated avatar about herself and her history. To be honest, before this series, I wasn't sure if it was still canon that Lex had become a father. But this issue confirms that Lena, in fact, is the offspring of his union with Contessa Erica Alexander del Portenza. Lex's mother, Letitia, appears, but is interrupted by Mercy, Lex's bodyguard and personal assistant. Mercy is rallying the troops in an effort to find the missing Superman, who was lost in the prior issue. The group of Mercy, Lena, and the imprisoned Lex study the different colors of kryptonite, just as Lois bursts into the room and demands to know what has happened to her husband. Just as the foursomes start to make some progress, they are attacked by someone wearing the familiar green and purple LexCorp armor. At first, Lena assumes that Lex is responsible, but on the following page, we discover that the attacker is Lex's mother. Superman appears, and we are caught up to where this issue began. The hero down, then a cloud of green kryptonite, and the villain gloating. Graft is trying to convince Superman to help them destroy Lex once and for all. To that end, Graft attacks Superman with red kryptonite and claims that it should make him angry as it has in the past. For those who are unfamiliar with kryptonite, I should stop here and point out that different colors of kryptonite have different effects on Superman. For instance, green kryptonite famously makes Superman weak and sick. Blue kryptonite makes Superman even stronger. Before the first crisis, gold kryptonite permanently removed the Kryptonian's powers, while post-crisis, gold kryptonite has a more temporary effect. I should also point out that I don't remember red kryptonite ever making Superman angry in the comic books. In my experience, red kryptonite always has unpredictable effects on Superman, from making him super hairy to creating an evil clone of the Man of Steel, as we saw in the film Superman 3. I did a little bit of research on Google to see if I missed something, and the consensus seems to be that red kryptonite makes Superman angry, but I could not find a single example of this actually happening. This is probably just my faulty memory at work, but I thought it was worth pointing out. Anyway, back to the story. An angered Superman confronts Lex Luthor in prison, but Lena cries out, hoping to stop Superman from hurting her father. Lex points out that the unpredictable red K means that Superman is not just angry with him, but with any and everyone he comes in contact with. At this, Superman disables Graft and his cronies, then turns his attention back to Lex, who stabs the Man of Tomorrow with a sliver of green kryptonite. At this point, Graft announces his plan to unleash a cloud of green kryptonite that will affect humans too, making them sick in the same amount of time that it normally takes to impact Superman. On the last page, the truth is finally revealed, which is that the cloud of kryptonite that affects humans was Lex's plan from years ago. So, Bethany, welcome to this week's podcast. What did you think about this issue? I did not expect to open up this comic book and see Superman working for a Lex Luthor Corporation and Lex and Superman working together. Um, that That was just... Wow, a lot has changed <laughs> since the last time I checked in with Superman. That's mind-boggling, and I'm I'm boggled. Are you boggled? I am definitely boggled uh, by this. This is just so wild. I'm just looking through it again, and okay, you know. And Lex Luthor's got a little girl now, or a big girl now, I guess. He's in jail. Why does he look so young? You know. <laughs> 
Well, that's something that I started to talk about in the podcast, and then I cut it out. He had cancer from his green kryptonite ring. It gave him cancer. And so they he made uh, Dabney Donovan from Cadmus grow him a new body. And they transplanted his brain into the new body. Oh, wow. This issue is the first confirmation that green kryptonite affects humans since... Since that happened way back when, like in the 90s. Yeah, because we were just reading a part of that, I think, where he was on trial and he was using the ring and its effects on him as a way to get out of going to jail. Yes. For his crimes. So I think that might be why he looks so young, because it's a clone body, even though that happened years ago. But he is, I mean, he would be younger than he should be because of that. And, you know, and then we have people walking around with a little Superman emblem on their little pockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice company wear, you know. <laughs> I would, I would work for I them. I mean, I love the dress that Mer- Mercy's rocking here. Uh, I wonder if she bought that from this company store, you know. I'm sure she did, because it's got the little Superman logo. It's got the logo. Superman logo. Um, you know, just wow. And then, of course, uh, Lena's own lab coat looking thing's got a Superman patch on Does it. it? Yeah. And Lena's interesting. You know, the depths that Lex goes is always so surprising, even though it shouldn't be, because he's just done so many terrible things over the year. It, it, years. It shouldn't be a surprise, but it, I'm always surprised by how bad it is. What, what are you surprised by in this particular issue? Well, you know, the whole giving his daughter up to Brainiac 13 <laughs> and, you know, and then sending her to an island to live with his his very maternal you know, uh, mother here, who seems like she would just be such a great mom. I agree. You know, I bet she had fun in the Girl Scouts and the Brownies and got to do all kinds of things. <laughs> no wonder Lex is so messed up. I know. <laughs> so you're going to trust your child, the crazy mother, that made you the way you are. You know, good idea. Um, so, yeah, Grandma's just a little bit nuts. You know, poor Lena, you know. <laughs> Indeed. She needs therapy. She really should be a therapist. Um, you know, also, where'd she get the outfit? I mean, where'd she get the, you know, the, the mechanized outfit? Uh, Letitia, you're talking yeah. about? I, mean, I think that they have those things laying around. Did you have them laying around? Okay. <laughs> Just went to the nearest wall walker and opened it and there it is. Yeah, I think pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I don't know these bad guys either. Graft. This is the first time I'd seen it was in this series. They're, they're, they're new. And, uh. And they seem pretty nasty, you know, but I still find myself, I'm a, such a sucker. I I am such a sucker for somebody who's like, I'm changing my ways, you know, let me tell you what I did, you know, but I'm trying to make things right, you know, I'm, I'm joining the good side. And, you You're know. talking about Lex? Yes. I fall for it every time. I can't help I it. I tend to also. I think that. As readers, we're supposed to. Well, we I guess, you know, maybe that's part of the whole always wanting good to triumph over evil, you know, for people to learn and, yeah. and you know, find the goodness within and, and let it out, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff, maybe. I don't know. I think this is that person. Um, 
that we don't recognize. Dr. Farm, P-H-A-R-M. Ah, Dr. Farm. And then there's another bad guy called The Chain. Yeah, and I don't remember anything about The Chain either. They're they're all news. And, you know, I don't ever remember him talking about his mother, uh, Mr. Luther. I don't remember him ever mentioning his mom. Or his dad, really, for that matter. He killed his dad, if unless it's been changed. Yeah, you know, the only thing I remember is um, is one of the old Legion of Superheroes comics where Luther came to the future. And he looked like an old man even then, even though he, you know, um, they always, he always looks the same. In those old ones, he always looked the same age, no matter what they're showing him as. And even when they showed him, because they went back in time. And showed him, and he went to high school with with Clark mm-hmm. in, in those Smallville. old issues, yeah, in Smallville, and uh, he still looked the same. You know, that was weird, just you know, like a, a 30, 40 year old man. <laughs> but he had uh, back then. It seemed like he just had a, a pretty normal thing going on. I couldn't remember if there was. I didn't. I don't. No, recall. he had a he had a bad childhood. Did he? Yeah. I can't. Re- I couldn't recall exactly. It didn't seem like anything weird was going on. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 interesting. You know, everybody's got kids now. Well, I mentioned in my synopsis that this series, this current Superman series, I think in issue six was the first time that it was confirmed for me that Lena was still canon. Well, see, we hadn't gotten to the part to the point yet where in in our reading uh, of the old stuff, we hadn't haven't gotten to the point yet where they actually have kids. Well, um, I remember you remember the Contessa, right? That was the first part we and got. She was pregnant. She was pregnant. The last right. thing we read, right? So, but it'll, it'll come up soon where where Lena's born, and uh, but you know we haven't heard anything about uh, you know uh, Lois and Superman's kid, and that's right. He gets aged. John does. John does. That's why he can play around with Damien and all the others, right? Why he while they're friends? Because I was like, because he wasn't. Damien was already here. Right. And that's another one I'm looking forward to reading is, is about Damien because I always, you know, I missed that. Um, but I really liked Tim. <laughs> I like Tim, too. So I'm kind of sorry to see. And, of course, I, ha- I have kind of uh, a bad taste in my mouth for Damien because of... Uh, injustice? Yeah, because of Injustice. He was a piece of work in Injustice. I, uh, he, was a, he was terrible in Injustice. Yeah. So I kind of had a, a bad uh, taste in my mouth for Damien. Um which was, uh, I guess, uh, which, of course, they had just taken a lot of leeway with. They took some liberties. Yeah, they took a lot of liberties. Um, so I need to give him more of a fair shake, and uh, which I've been doing, I think, with, mm-hmm. uh, with the some heroes of the car- and villains. And- right, with the heroes and villains and the, the cartoons that we've been watching and stuff like that that have Damien in it. Uh, so, you know, he's starting to grow on me now. I think that the the transition of the heroes into parents is part of an overarching movement by DC to introduce a younger generation that is relatable to younger readers. And and that makes sense, I think. Uh that does make sense instead of rehashing um Superboy or you know those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. I can see how that would be you know a way to bring Absolutely new content in instead right, of just regurgitating right. old content or rechanging old content, which is what they had been doing, kind of right to to an extent. Uh, so 
I think that's... I'm all behind the the young generation. I think it's they've made some good stories. You know, I've always had... Uh, I've always been of a, a couple of different minds about that. Um, when it's done well, it's really good. And then sometimes, though, it's done very poorly. Sometimes it is. And then you're just like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. But it's true. It's, it's uh, you know, sometimes... They try to bring in, well, it's just like uh, when they try to bring in a love interest mm-hmm. or character. If it's not done right, it can just totally just feels destroy off. the show or, yeah, or the, the book, book or, or whatever. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's written well, it can really open things up. So, again, I guess it it, it really all depends on the writing. You hit the nail on the head, I it's think. It's not so much that they had a kid that made it bad or had a... A relationship that made it bad. It's, it's how writing. it was presented. Right. It's the writing yeah. behind it. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And DC has had some amazing writers um, over the years. You know, I hope that uh, the love for Superman grows because we need heroes like him. Somebody who's just good. I can't argue with that. Even Batman loves Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about Superman right there. Is yep. Batman loves Superman. Yep. And, you know, that's his best friend. You know, and Batman probably wouldn't have a best friend if it weren't for Clark. (laughs) Probably not. You know? Yeah, you have these bad guys. They're not overly smart. Although Lex, I have to say, Lex is very intelligent. Well, right. That was, I was putting the differences there. Oh, okay. Because some bad guys, you just, they're so stupid. They're so crass. They're, you have no respect for them. They're just bullies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just want somebody to swat them like a fly. Yep. Just, just, just get rid of them. Yeah. Lex, you respect Lex. I kind of feel like Vandal Savage it falls into the former category that you're describing. I've never liked him. No, he, he's not respectable. He's just a bully. Yeah. But, but Lex, I have some respect for yeah. He's, he's despicable. He can be so awful. Yes. He's so despicable. But he's so intelligent. And, you know, and there's some things he does that you're like, well, that kind of makes sense, you know? And yeah. he's just, he's somebody, he's a good bad guy. He is a great villain. Because at times he will do things that are good. Like I said, he's got so much potential there, and he's so intelligent. And so he's a respectable bad guy. If he says he's going to annihilate you. He's going to try. Right. You totally believe him. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just different. I can't, you know, there's a difference between a playground bully who could also probably put a hurt on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody like Lex Luthor. It's just completely different. All right. Do you say Luthor or Luthor? Because I caught myself doing both. Oh, now I'm, I don't know now. Now I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, Luther is always how you I say Luther. It. Yeah, I okay. say Luther. I, I tend to say Luthor. But it, oh, I, oh, maybe, I don't know now. I never thought about it. So now I'm, now I don't know. And I'm going to be like, I'm not going to know how to say uh, oh, it. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, now I'm, but I'm always going to trip over it now. Luther, Luthor, Luther, 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 Luther. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I didn't have, um, other than just asking you the entire to give me the entire story up to this point <laughs> to fill me in on everything, right? I, I don't really Didn't have, have a lot of questions. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not a bad thing. I think we had a good conversation. 
Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tell your friends about our podcast. Check out next week. Take care.